The Blaze Radio Network, on demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, Miss E at the uh, very messy kitchen table tonight. Well, it but was it's preschool. It was, it was school supply sort night. Like everybody mm-hmm. had to figure out what teacher needed what binder and what size and what this. So we had you know, two kids to get kitted out. So it's all it's all good. This is the desirous in the aftermath. I think I've put most of it away. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's it's it's, it's been worse. <laughs> the table has definitely been worse. I also need to do better at taking inventory because I had school supplies scattered in three different places in this house because we have homeschool station and supply and resupply station. Mm-hmm. And once I put them all together, I think we have like four or five reams of wide and college-ruled paper, <laughs> seven or eight composition notebooks. So, yeah, we're going to be good for a little while. We'll call that little corner Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking books last week, uh, your most memorable, your least memorable, uh, book that you were assigned in high school. Uh, Brian wrote in, he said, uh, the worst child book that we were, most book we remember from our childhood. He says, I was young, maybe nine or 10 years old, uh, mostly reading Hardy Boys and similar books, but I read them voraciously. He says, I still recall with pride the time that I read two Hardy Boy mystery novels in one day during the summer. Nice. Nice. When I was uh, a kid, Brian, uh, I found... Um, they weren't my dad's Hardy Boys books because my dad was too old for Hardy Boys. But uh, uh, we had a couple of Hardy Boys books. We had a Nancy Drew Mysteries or two that were like from the 50s or 60s. So it was probably my half-brother and sisters uh, who were much older than me. It was probably their books growing up. I think up. we have them here in addition to some of my old Nancy Drews. But we did have some of my dad's old Bobsy Twin books. So if anybody remembers wow. the Bobsy Twins. Those are those are way, they're even older than I am, and I'm older than oh, you. Oh, yeah, these were so. like, like 1918, 1919, and so. That would have been my grandmom's prior Right? So I grew up, I, I read Bobsy Twin books growing up, uh, and that was crazy, reading about sleigh rides, and like it was, it's so different because there were no cars, there was no radio, like none of the, none of what the activity the kids did. It was all outside. It was all tactile. It was all hands-on. I, I grew right? up, with, Dick, just the I grew world up with Dick and Jane. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, we were right. lucky when we got older that there was actually Saturday morning cartoons, but then there's now 24-hour cartoon channels. I know. It's crazy. Hey, anyway, Brian says, uh, so I was in the library and I saw a beautiful book on the shelf. It was leather-bound and it was embossed with a faded image of a giant sea monster attacking a ship. It captured my young boy imagination immediately, and I started the slog through 20,000 leagues under the sea. Even as an adult, Brian says, I find Jules Verne very dry and long-winded and hard to read. 20,000 leagues may be his magnum opus of minutia. The first chapter is an endless catalog of seagoing vessels and their key measurements. It took me roughly two months to slog through this book, page by page, searching for that sea monster. Not only was it incredibly dull, but I had to carry a full-size dictionary with me to look up at least one new and outdated word on every page. If I remember correctly, Brian says the giant squid takes up about a page, maybe two, at the very end of the book, and I still haven't forgiven Jules Verne. <laughs> Our youngest son kid, read. Uh, kid kid four liked it, but he's the kid who likes facts and stuff, right? So he yeah. he really enjoyed it. 
but then he has like we it's one of those um can I say this? It's one of those Barnes and Noble collection books yeah. that you can get in the thing. So he bought it for the other Jules Verne stories too. Right. It was. I, I think we also have an H.G. Wells collection. Yes, he got that one too. Yeah. So yeah, our uh, youngest son likes to uh, to read some of the classics, but uh, I'm kind of with you, Brian. I don't. I don't actually remember reading Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. So if I did it, I'd probably put it down quickly. But I hold. I totally understand the frustration level. Like I tried to read um, a book by somebody you know who wrote it, and I the one I, when I finally met him at like a holiday party, I'm like. Dude, I had to keep picking up the dictionary to oh, read your book. Jonah Goldberg, Jonah liberal, Goldberg fascism. liberal fascism. Like, for the first, I'm like, I have to keep running to the dictionary. This is not fun. And I have a really good vocabulary. It was like he was, like, throwing out those 25-cent words just to be that way. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he was doing that. Although maybe, I don't know, because, you know, Jonah does have a, sort of had that reputation of being, like, a funny guy. And I think he wanted to write a smart and serious book. Well, when and Liberal he, Fascism, by the way, is one of my favorite books of all time. I have to say, however, when I said that to him, because I said it to his face, right. he said, you're not the first person to say that. So I didn't. I was like, "Oh, good, I'm not the only <laughs> idiot." <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a really. I, it's still one of my favorite books. Um, so Dean wrote in as well. He says, "Greetings to you, Cam and Missy. I hope this email finds you all well." <laughs> I had a bound of uh, pneumonia myself in December and through the holidays, and I still don't feel quite back to normal. So I pray for you to be well and have a quick and complete recovery. Thank you. You too, by the way. Last week, Dean says you were talking about favorite uh, reading lists, favorite books, not so favorite books from high school reading. Dean says, "I've always loved to read, and I get caught up in the pages." My least favorite book from high school was The Old Man in the Sea. And he says, this is very odd because I like Hemingway now, and I've read this book over and over in the last 30-plus years. Rancocas Valley Regional High School Class of 1984, Mount Holly, New Jersey. Oh, my gosh! We graduated the same year, and I'm <laughs> from a town right near there. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, there are two books, he says, that were probably my favorite reads back then, though, and they are To Kill a Mockingbird and Of Mice and Men, which I have also read a few times since. To Kill a Mockingbird was one of my favorites. I'm curious, Dean, if you picked up the uh, the sequel, uh, Go Catch a Watchman or Go Tell a Watchman. Or... And I question it, given the circumstances under which it was published. I know you question that. I know. It was actually a sequel, but I actually I never had to read, and I never did read the first one, so I'm, yeah. I'm it, was, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I liked The Mice and Men, too. But, I had to read uh, that one. I read that. Uh, growing up in Oklahoma, we, we, we read... Uh, Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath, yeah. right, exactly. I've read the Grapes of Wrath somewhere <laughs> in high school or college, yeah. Now, this is really oh, interesting. Jodes. so sad. So, Dean says, as an adult, my all-time favorite book is If I Never Get Back by Daryl Brock. And when I when I read that for the first time, Dean, I went, oh, wow, because I've read this book. And you're right, it's fantastic. Uh, it's historical fiction based on the 1869 Cincinnati Reds, the first professional baseballists. Oh, I've seen that on the shelves. Yep. Okay. Dean says, I can't say how many copies I've loaned out over the years, and I haven't gotten one. One back. It was out of print for a long time, and I bought a proof copy off of eBay years ago that doesn't leave the house. Brock wrote a sequel to this called Two in the Field. Yep, that is yep. nearly as good. <laughs> when the sequel came out, they put the first one back into print, and now I have an actual copy of both books. The first book I was so enthralled with, I felt a sense of loss that it was over when I finished reading it. I, you know, I, I got to tell you, Dean, um, you're you're right about the uh, the book, If I Never Get Back by Daryl Brock, and it's been years since I've read it, and now I want to go back and reread it because... That one, and then when I found out that there was a sequel to it, I was so excited. I was like, oh, yay! You know, like I can read more of this story because it's it was about just, baseball. Yeah, it's okay. about a, but it's about, so there's a book uh, called Household Gods by Harry Turtle Dove. That's, that's an awesome book. Okay, so very kind of similar in the setup of somebody 
from right. modern day. Wait, you read goes, a fiction book and loved it? Yeah. Okay, I'm just okay. I said it's been years. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say you don't read fiction. <laughs> Not mostly. Um, okay, so, I'll, I'm, so now so, you have me engaged. I'm okay, like, I thought so, it was a real book about baseball. No, no, no. <laughs> well, so it's it's historic fiction, but it's about a guy who lives in modern times, and he gets transported back to, um, I think it's 1869, and he's all of a sudden now a member of the Cincinnati Reds. And he has to adapt to being in this new time and playing old school baseball where the rules are entirely different. Oh, so he was a current day baseball player who got transported in time? I don't think he was a, I can't remember honestly if he was like an, he wasn't like a major league player I or anything like that. I guess we're going to have to read this again now. It's, yeah. I'm intrigued. Okay. Um, I loved how, and by the way, if you haven't read Household Gods, you should totally check it out if you like this old time traveling thing. Yeah, like that's a really fiction. good one too about a woman who from modern times who goes back to ancient Rome. Yes, uh, as a shopkeeper and it's crazy and interesting and fascinating. Harry Turtle is one of my uh, favorite science fiction writers as well. Uh, Dean says, I have other favorites too, like Travis McGee, uh, like the Travis McGee series by John D. McDonald. Um, more recent writings, there were a character in a series whose name is Doc Ford, and the writer is a former fishing guide in Southwest Florida, Randy Wayne White. He says, I've read all of the 20-something books in the Doc Ford series. And Mr. White comes out with a new one about once a year. I highly recommend the series. Doc is a former foreign ops employee for the U.S. government in a department that never officially existed. Ah, nice. All right. I might have to check out uh, the uh, the first one in that series, Dean. Uh, and Dean says, by the way, I'm just beginning Dana Lash's Flyover Nation. I cracked it open last night. I think I'll enjoy it. All of my best to you and yours. He says, best of luck to your kids heading back to school, too. Well, Dean, thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. And uh, thank especially, you for the book recommendations, too. But especially the, actually, I was going to say thank you for the good luck back to school stuff. <laughs> yeah, right? No kidding. Uh, why don't we take a, a quick time out? When we come back, we've got several more emails to get to. And thank you for uh, all of the emails this week. The email address, as always, is 40acrefool at gmail.com. And uh, the Instagram accounts for Missy. E. It's, Corny Goat Farm. There you go. And for me, it is uh, at Cam Edwards. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.